welcome to StockTwits After Hours, where we provide a quick rundown of the day's market action from the folks at StockTwits, the largest community of investors in the universe. Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to StockTwits After Hours. I'm your host, Riley Rosenberger, alongside head trader at Trading Experts, Shake Prisby. Shake, today is Tuesday, April 6th. We had a pretty mellow day in the market. Every major index closed lower, but what did you see out there today? Pretty quiet day out of stocks today as the broad market began to consolidate the gains we've seen over the past week. Growth stocks actually performed pretty well, which have generally been stuck in the mud this year as we've seen the reopening trade lead the market in 2021. But today we saw names like Datadog up 7%, Peloton up 6 Pinterest and Etsy both up five. This is something we haven't really seen on a broad scale this year. So the rest of the week, I'll be watching to see if these types of names can continue to showcase relative strength. Coinbase reported earnings after the close. The company plans to go public via direct listing on April 14th, trading under the ticker COIN. So how did these earnings come out ahead of its public debut? So Coinbase is, of course, the high-profile crypto exchange. Some absolutely massive earnings out of Coinbase a week before they IPO, which is such a great look for their debut. And this is big for the Bitcoin and crypto community as a whole. It's tough for those screaming Bitcoin isn't real to have a voice when a high-profile company is pulling in big-time numbers under SEC regulation every quarter. So let's look at the numbers a little bit. They did $1.8 billion in revenue last quarter. They did $1.1 billion for the entire 2020 fiscal year. Just insane growth. Net income falls in the $730 to $800 million range. Monthly transacting users was up over 100% to 6.1 million users. They have about 11% of the crypto market share with 223 billion assets on their platform. So they're looking to go public at a $100 billion valuation, which at first people were like, the audacity. So if we look at their $1.8 billion revenue from Q1, we extrapolate that to an estimated $7 billion in revenue for 2021. Then we get a 14 times multiple to the $100 billion valuation on transactional revenue alone. So it makes a whole lot of sense as to why they delayed their IPO so they could leverage this Q1 growth into that valuation. I'm expecting a big debut next week. Staying in the crypto space, Square, Fidelity, and Coinbase all joined together to create a lobbying group on crypto's behalf. What is this all about? So these companies banded together in an effort to lobby policymakers, spearhead research projects, and overall just provide a voice for the young industry. We've seen so many of the big boys change their tune on Bitcoin, where you had people like Jamie Dimon saying Bitcoin wouldn't last a few years ago, to now looking to have JP Morgan offer different services to get their clients into Bitcoin. As much as Bitcoin enthusiasts alike want to keep these coins deregulated, we're seeing the banks and lawmakers take notice. It's that sort of mainstream inflection point. So this lobby group was created to help out for whatever necessary regulation is coming to these products. Looking at the global economy now, the IMF just released a report expecting global economies to grow by 6% this year. Is this just another sign that the roaring 20s are incoming? Definitely a great sign for global growth. We're seeing this level of bounce back following the awful year that was 2020. 6% growth is actually the largest single year growth globally since 1980, over 40 years. This is obviously due to the accelerated vaccine rollout to counter the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as the lockdowns. The previous projections for annual growth were 5.5%, which have just been revised. And for context, global output was down 33 last year in the pandemic. The recovery won't be seen as drastically in developing economies that were hit hard by slumps in tourism as well as commodity exports. Sub-Saharan Africa, for example, is expected to put forth 
3.4% growth this year, while China is projecting 8.4% growth. So for the developed economies, we're seeing a drastic bounce back globally after 2020's dreadful performance. In the past year, we've heard about many shortages as a result of the pandemic. Products like toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and semiconductors. Now there's a new pandemic shortage that many people did not see coming, and it's actually ketchup. Kraft Heinz is a big player in the space. How is this company handling the shortage? You know, for so long, I've wondered why I have to beg for like three more ketchup packets from McDonald's. It's all starting to make a lot more sense now. With the pandemic turning so many sit-down restaurants into takeout businesses, ketchup packet prices have soared 13% with a huge constraint on supply. Many stores out there are actually having a difficult time securing their hands on enough of the condiment. Ketchup is the most used table sauce in the U.S. while doing a billion in sales in the U.S. annually. Kraft Heinz holds about 70% of the market share and was caught off guard by the pandemic, as many of us were. But they're working on ramping up supply, setting up two new manufacturing lines this month with more in plans over the next few months. They're looking to increase production 25% to bring total packet production to 12 billion per year. They're running extra shifts at the plants. They've cut back on other sauce varieties to focus on single serve packets. Some of these things you just can't predict, like the restaurant economy being forced to shift completely over to packeted ketchups as sharing ketchups are now a no-no in the new economy. So tough time for big ketchup everywhere. All righty, Shake. Well, that's a wrap for today. We'll talk again tomorrow after hours. Sounds good. You've been listening to Stock Twits After Hours. To learn more and subscribe today, visit StockTwits.com. All opinions expressed by the host and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of StockTwits or their affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a recommendation to buy or sell any security. The podcast is also not a research report and is not intended for the basis of any investment decision. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.